Hey, listen to Commander Goat Podcast, episode 96. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to continue the arc of the OG Ravnica with a super dirtbag Azorius deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're kind of out of the holiday season now. Not out of the spirit, but out of the season. And we're moving along with our arc of OG Ravnica from the super fun, super cool, sacky, dry, funny Rakdos into dirty, rotten, frickin' Azorius. Uh, yeah, two things. First thing, super enthusiastic intro. Jeepers. I did my best. Second thing. You're going to be out of the spirit when you hear this deck. I, I kind of have a feeling I will be. I looked at a couple of cards out of it before we started recording. Didn't want to spoil it for myself because you said I shouldn't spoil it for myself. Yeah, pulling back the curtain, we uh, I, I said to Brendel, don't look at it until just before we record, which is not the norm. Usually we like to do a little bit of research and, and, and talk about the decks a lot more, but today... No. Yeah, so if I sound surprised in a negative way, now you know why. Maybe you'll be surprised in a positive way. Probably not. But maybe. Maybe. I just got the look. I have surprised both myself and you before. Like one time for each of those things? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe today's going to be the second. Today could be the day. That could be great. What do we got to do before we get into the show? Or... or should we give a teaser? You know how we were doing teasers for the for the commandies? Oh back, yeah, back before that's Santa's when we, birthday. That's when we talk about them for a minute, and then we don't talk about them for a while. Yes, let's do it. Isperia, supreme judge today. Oh, why does she cost six? Because she draws you lots of cards, and she's a six floor flyer. Six floor flyer? I don't know what a floor flyer is. Floor flyer. It's one of those cards that you take off of the table and throw it onto the floor. It's like when you drop a card or a piece of paper and, like, the last little bit of air doesn't squish out from under it as it approaches the floor. So it goes all the way across the floor under like your appliances. Just to make sure that you can't get it back. Yeah, like all the way to the back of the wall behind your stove. It's the one thing that you just you need to keep doing what you're doing. And now it's underneath your gross stove. And now you've moved your stove so you have to clean under the stove. Oh, oh man. Worst ever. Oh. That's what a floor flyer is. Yeah. <laughs> Asperia Supreme Judge Floor Flyer is a blue, blue, white, white, two, six, four flyer. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, you may draw a card. She's from Return to Ravnica. She was the high to do Azorius legendary creature. And she's significantly better than her previous intimation, incarceration, incarnation. There we go. Words. That did stupid crap if you played telepathy. And if you didn't play telepathy, she sucked. I was going to build her because she only costs five. I didn't want to build a six-drop commander. And then I read it, and I was like, okay, telepathy. What are the other 98 cards? F this. I'm doing the other one. (laughs) I'll just play a couple extra mana rocks. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Good call. Okay, um... You want to do social media coordinates real quick? Then we got a, a couple news newsy type items that I want to go through. Okay, let's do that. Okay, social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's next, last week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. Or commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, guys you'd like us to see done in the arc of OG Ravnica. Uh, no nudes? I thought you were going to say, guys you'd like to see naked... We haven't received any 2009 nudes. 
That isn't an invitation. That's just an observation. That's one of those news items that we were talking about earlier. Nudes items. Oh, Jesus. We're also Commander Cookout on the Google Play, Google Machine, iTunes, Podomatic.com. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Also, Facebook, EDHREC.com, Patreon, Flipside Gaming, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your order store-wide. And if you didn't catch any of that, because sometimes I say it either too fast or I gargle my words, you can go to the official official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, CommanderCookout.com. Yes. Uh, you mentioned Podomatic. Should we get into our latest giveaway for Ark of OG Ravnica? Yes, let's do that. Podomatic.com. We cracked the top 10 on all of Podomatic. I waved my arm as if I'm encompassing all of the podcasts on the top 10, including us. So cool. And we owe that to you guys. So thank you very much. Yeah. So comments on any of our shows, any of our 2019 shows on the Podomatic website. There is a button on the Podomatic website that says, I want more or request more. I think it says, it used to say request more. Now it says, I want more. Yeah. Yeah, you dirty listeners, you want more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. But uh, when you click those or do those comments or you become a follower on Podomatic, that helps Podomatic's algorithms or whatever the right word is to rank us along with plays and and downloads and stuff through iTunes and Google Play and all the places that you can find us. You help us just by listening to us how you listen to us now. You help a little bit more if you go to Podomatic and interact with us actually there on our host site. Very much so. Last year it was Take Down the Ninnies and Coin Week, and we did, so thank you. Now it's Take Down Everybody. And it's just F everybody. Let's just show them who the boss actually is. Yeah, this is like Lord of the Rings 3 when Mordor empties to just crush Minas Tirith. And you guys are our army of ghosts. Oh, yeah. Sweet. That was a good, we didn't even plan that. No, that's kind of Azorius-y, isn't it? No, that's more Orzavi. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, whatever. It still works. When you do any of these things, including liking, subscribing, or commenting on our new YouTube videos of 2019, I'm editing them today. They should be out next week. Huzzah. Yeah. When you do any of those things, you're entered in to win our latest deck giveaway for Ark of OG Ravnica. It is Commander 17? Yes. Feline Ferocity. That's the cats. The cat deck. I think, what did we look it up? It has a retail of 65 or 66 US dollars. So that's like 285 Canadian. Yeah, the exchange rate is particularly bad right now. Yeah. I'm not even buying cards from the States because it's like so bad right now. It's so expensive. Yeah, trade wars and taxes and we, we everybody's got bad country leaders right now. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we all suck. So, anyways, you do any of those things, you are entered in to win feline ferocity. Let us know if we should crack it open, sign anything Draw CCO logos on anything or... Wieners. I would gladly draw wieners on things. There you go. If you don't want wieners, just let us know to keep it sealed. Yeah. (laughs) There will be no wieners to be found. (laughs) Especially on the cats when they stand up and it goes inside their body. Oh, Jesus. Moving on. (laughs) Yes. Moving on. Uh, This is a special one for us. We've got our 100th episode coming up. Woohoo! Yay, us! Yeah! It's going to be airing at the end of January, right after our Ravnica Allegiance set review episode. Right. Like the following week. So the last week of January. 
let us know. We're going to put a couple social media posts together on Twitter and Facebook. What you'd like us to either look back on or look forward to, I guess, uh, or just what your greatest memories over the last two years of Commander Cookout have been. Like, what is the, what does a hundredth episode of Commander Cookout podcast look to you guys? Because we, we don't know. We just don't want to do another episode. We're not going to build like a hundredth episode deck. We want to do a hundredth episode. That's a celebration of the fact that we actually made it to a hundred episodes. Yeah, we didn't kill each other. Yeah, or anybody else. Yes. I tried really hard. I got a sock with some sand in it. Maybe I shouldn't admit that in public. Ah. Uh. We, anyways, um, maybe uh, maybe you could also let us know what your favorite decks have been over the last two years, right? We uh, we we do occasionally get emails or whatever saying, "Hey, I built this deck; it's really fun." Or, "Have you tried this tweak in in any of the decks that we personally own?" So we get things like that. If you want to let us know, maybe we can revisit that in the arc that follows our hundredth episode. Ooh, teasers! I'm super excited for the arc that we have planned in. February and March, right? We said we're going to do another like super arc to cover as much on a topic as we can. It's going to be a good time. We're going to look back in the past and talk about some decks that did not suck ass. I love not sucking ass. Right? (laughs) Speaking of special and important and looking back, I just want to tell a quick story. We don't have any shout outs this week, so I'm going to take the shout out section. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. This is like a hero story. It is. Send a shout out to my wife, Kyla, um, who on a walk with... Ursula, that's the official dog of Commander Cookout Podcast. The first dog. Big Urs, as we like to call her. We were out for a walk down by the river, and anybody who's ever been to Saskatchewan, specifically Saskatoon, knows that the river here is actually quite dangerous. And in the winter, it's it's pretty bad. It freezes in some places, but not all the way down to the ground. The current's really fast. It's super cold. It's very dangerous. It half freezes, right? So like half of the river is frozen, and half of the river is not. And the half that is frozen is only halfway frozen. And what that does is take up water volume, but the same amount of water flows through, so it flows faster in the winter. It's it's pretty scary. So we're out for a walk with the dog, and Ursula loves the water, and we just weren't thinking, I guess, and we hadn't seen her for a couple of minutes. We come around the corner, and there she is in the river, just her head and her paws poking up, and she's sticking to the ice with her claws, and she's whimpering, and she's super afraid, and she's drenched to her balls if she had them. And it's, it's terrifying. And I'm like, what do I do? Because I can't swim. So I'm not going to go out there because I'll just be another person they have to come out and save. And Kyla came around the corner, walked down the riverbank, which was steep and icy and shitty. And it was minus 30 that morning. And she basically penguin slid or commando crawled. That was the only like super cold day we had all winter so far. The rest of it's been like right around freezing and yeah. no snow. Yeah, and then that day it was snowing and windy and cold and it was just miserable. And Kyla slid it onto the ice and it was cracking and she was getting soaked with water. She crawled probably 15 feet out into the river of doom, pulled Ursula out of the water and saved her life. The river of doom. Yeah. And then she, we had to walk back to the car, which was like 25 minutes, and her, her clothes actually froze solid. She looked like the Tin Man with no oil by the yeah. end of it, just like, here, here, here. As, as tragic as it would have been had something happened, I can laugh about it now because everybody's okay. When she got back to the car, she couldn't bend. <laughs> so when she went to sit <laughs> in the car- strap her to the roof. I actually had to like help her lay across both seats and turn the heaters on so that it could <laughs> melt her enough <laughs> that she could bend in the middle to sit in the seat of the car. 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we can laugh about that now. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was excellent. So thanks, Kylie. It saved Ursula's life, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. And we got a good story out of it. Yes, we did. Super excellent. Should we talk about a deck? Yo, baby. I have one more thing. Okay, all right. And this, this goes back to uh, our next arc that we're going to be doing, but also uh, it's going to look forward to GP Calgary. Oh, yeah. At the end of March... Brando and I and the CCO crew, I guess, right? Some members of our local playgroup are all going to Grand Prix Calgary. It's going to be a week of magicking, a weekend of magicking and drinking and playing EDH and um, probably trading cards and trading stuff in. And We're going to eat chili cheese dogs. Oh, dude, there's going to be so much food and booze and magic. And it's going to be great. And we are both tweaking some decks. Yeah. Some decks that we're going to be talking about next month. You, I think, said you are tweaking Norrin the Wary. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking Norrin the Wary from the... And again, we'll talk about this later on in the arc or later on in February. But I'm taking him from like the full-on chaos quasi-control that I had him at last time I played him. And I'm trying to figure out how to make it so that it's more beneficial to me to do all that chaos stuff. Yeah, he is like going full control almost, hey? Yeah, I lots feel... of sweepers and yeah. lots of I like it. Yeah. I like where it's going. I feel like kind of a grease bag, but I I'm going to I'm going to try. I'm going to try and keep it fun, but also like have less dead cards and try and win more games. N- squash having fun. <laughs> I'm going to squash having fun with the decks that I'm tuning. Squashing fun. I'm going from I'm going from Marin Stacks to Stacks Traxa. Oh, baby. So let's just show you how big a piece of shit that I've become. You know what this means? Like, you're talking about Norrin Control and Stacks Traxa. I'm talking about full-on Storm Zata, Combo Animar, and Edric Spymaster of Trest turns. Decks that we're tuning. <laughs> Do you know how big of pieces of shit that makes us sound? Super big. So... When people come up to us and they're like, oh, these guys are just playing these CEDH combo or competitive tier one decks. They just sit down and stomp us when really we (laughs) just want to meet members of CCO Nation and sit down and I want to play like shit ass Misform Ultimus and you want to play like Rune Tail Mono White. (laughs) And we're like, oh, wait a second. This isn't what we thought it was going to (laughs) be. We're doing it to ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So I'm I'm tuning some good decks. You're tuning some good decks. Hopefully we can show up and and uh, show up and ball if that's what people want, or we can switch gears and play some fun decks if that's what people want. I like both of those things. I mostly like having fun games because those are those are way better. Those I like having fun games because those are fun. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, if I wanted to just win games, I would probably just not play Norrin the Wary Control and play something else. <laughs> if I wanted to win games, I wouldn't play Commander. I'd play a one v one format. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can talk about a deck. I just wanted to mention the GP Calgary thing because that's going to be a great time for everybody. It's coming up in a few months, and Calgary is a beautiful town. If you're thinking about going down or coming up or however it is, whichever direction you got to go in to get there, if you can make it, I highly recommend it. Calgary is, is lots of fun, and uh, meeting us is lots of fun, and all the fun stuff is centrally located, including their really cool zoo. We're not going to the zoo. I might go to the zoo. The zoo is closed, dude. It's It's winter. Well, it's closed right now, but it's going to be open in April. It's in March. It's going to be open in March, too. Still a winter. Still open. Most of it's inside. 
Oh. Fun fact, if you go to any zoo that's open during the winter months, typically it costs you cheap or free to get in, and animals, unless they hibernate, are significantly more active because it's cooler out. Oh. Neat. Yeah. Fun fact. Asperia the Supreme Judge? It's Speria the Supreme Judge. Okay. Remember, every time somebody attacks us or a planeswalker, we draw a card. That's the key. That's very important to remember. Creech? Creech. How many Creech we got today? Seven. <laughs> Seven creatures. So at least we'll be able to get through we'll be able to get through all of the creatures in a timely fashion this week. That's yeah, exciting. so get this. I'm gonna bang through the first four real quick and then we'll bang through three more and then we'll be done. Just watch this. Okay. Fog bank. Zero two flying defender can't take damage. Guard Gomazoa. One three flying defender can't take damage. Hundred handed one. Three five. When you make a monstrous, he becomes a 6-8, and he can block 100 creatures. I love that. <laughs> I know. It's so excellent. Oh, I wish he had reach. So that's the first three. So there are, there are our blockers. Cool. It, it actually does have reach. When you make a, yeah, when you make a monstrous, he got reach. That's awesome. His hands reach very far. That's very good. Okay. Oh, we talked about this guy a second ago. Rune Tail. When you have 30 or more life, you flip him, and he becomes Rune Tail's essence, right? Correct. Prevent all combat damage, or is it all damage? All damage. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to creatures you control. Now, I don't necessarily need this guy because there's not super lots of creatures, but there's ways to make tokens in the deck that we would want to keep alive for future blocks. And Rune Tail plus 100 handed one typically will make you block forever and block forever. Uh, very much so. That's you will just block everything until all of the days. All right, and our next, our last three creatures are Soul Warden, Soul's Attendant, and Suture Priest. Those are the Soul Sisters, right? Uh, I'm I'm include Suture Priest. She's the ugly one. (laughs) 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 Fuck me. That's good. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, gain a life. That's more or less what they do, and Suture Priest also has the added benefit of whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player loses one life. Cool. That's one of the cards that shuts off token strategies in the deck, so this deck's going to be very strong against token strategies, but also very strong in the life gain department. You'll see why in a sec. Oh, good. (laughs) All right, typically we will do instants and sorceries next, so let's just do that. Sure. Okay, first instant. Aetherize. Ooh, four mana. Return all attacking creatures to their owner's hand. So when I was putting the deck together, I took particular care to have some onboard combat tricks, have some catch-alls, and have some very pointed removal. The reason for that is I can be political or I can say, you put that creature there and you put that creature at me so I draw a card, right? Like if you're going to attack anyways, because... I don't have blocks. Like, I got seven creatures. How often am I going to have, like, a like a good bunch of blocks, right? I'll take those ones. You put the other ones over there. You don't listen to me? Boom. Bounce everything. And anything you did put at me, I already drew a card from. Now, that could be the reason this card is in here. Uh-huh. Or it could be because you can see the side of Hannah's ship navigator's butt <gasps> in the art. Is that Hannah? Just, oh, you just let me look close. Hold on. Sweet. That's why it's in here. <laughs> all right. Next up, we got Angel Song. Angel Song prevents all combat damage will be dealt this turn, or you can cycle it, and that is another catch-all. You're not listening to me, or you're going to alpha strike me, or I just don't want to take the damage for 
reasons. <laughs> I'm just going to fog you and draw my card still. How about Blessed Reversal? Ah, you gain three life for each creature attacking you. This is one that doesn't shut off token strategies, but let's say you come, you're like, oh, I'll just make 10 tutus, or I'll attack you with 21 ones. Well, guess what? That acts as a pseudo fog, and I gain a bunch of life. Or if you're just like, eat my three three threes that I got from somebody's Terastodon. Well, now it's just a fog, and I draw three cards. Dang. Yeah, hey? Another one with cool art also, little goblins all running around. I think that's fun. And and that's the thing. It's like, you'll see reasons. You're going to be like, don't attack me or else I will gain a bunch of life. And you don't want that, trust me. How's about congregate? How's about congregate? White, three, instant, target player. Huh, I'm going to target me. Gains two life for each creature on the B. Neat. That could be like 20 life. If there's 10 creatures, how often is there like 10 or more creatures? Fairly often. Fairly often if it's like turn 7, 8, turn 10. I'm going to go to turn 10 with this deck. I'm going to. All right. How about Dawn Charm? I like this one. Yeah. So white one, choose one. Prevent all combat damage. Fine. Regenerate target creature. Cool. Counter target spell that targets me. So I can regenerate my Asperia, prevent all combat damage like I've been already doing after attacks. So I draw my cards. So, so somebody goes for the uh, mono red counter spell of Comet Storm you to death, you can just stop that. Yeah. Or you know what also I like is like, I'm going to counter that with white mana unless you multi-kick it to somebody else. And then you just take somebody else out. <laughs> just with words. Countering spells with your face is the most efficient way to counter spells. Yeah, way better than absorbing them with your face. Yes. How about Divine Offering? Ah, Two mana instant, destroy an artifact, you gain life equal to its mana cost. Another one with cool art on it. Yeah, that's actually a reprint. I think it was originally in, like, Mirage or something. I think you're right. Mirage was sweet. How about Ethereal Haze? Prevent all damage that would be dealt by creatures this turn. Let's call that a fog. That would look really great in foil also, just with the art. Yes. It's got some swirly blue and green on it. How about Evacuation? That is just like Etherize. After attackers are declared and I get all my blocks or all my draws, if they didn't attack how I wanted, everybody bounce. How about Exile? This is a neat one. This was from Alliance. We've never played this one before, hey? I don't think so. This is White 2. Instant. Exile target non-white attacking creature. You gain life equal to its toughness. So we gain the life. It's like the opposite of Swords to Path. Or Swords to Exile? Swords to Path Shares. What the what am I saying? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. This is also from back in the days when magic art was like kind of just more fantasy, and it's just a castle out in the middle of nowhere. Pretty cool. Yeah, the dude's in exile, and it's like, hey, I'll just build this giant castle. That's not how it works, FYI. How about Holy Day? That's just fog. Honor the Fallen. Another spicy nugget. This is this is for you. This is a masks rare. Love masks. White one. Remove all creature cards in all graveyards from the game. Exile them. You gain one life for each card removed this way. Hell yeah, you do. How many creature are you going to get with that? Depending on what you're playing against, it could be lots. Again, turn 10. Like, are we getting five creatures? Are we getting 10? Like, I don't know how many we're getting. It's graveyard hate, and mostly you want to hate out creatures from the graveyard, right? And we're just going to gain a few points of life off that, which is important. And every little bit helps. 
I love this one. Oh, Mirror Strike. Yeah, this is another Masks Block one from Prophecy. White 3. Target unblocked creature deals combat damage to its controller instead of you this turn. <laughs> so again, you've got two attackers. You put them where I want you to put them, or else you're going to eat a whole bag of dicks. <laughs> nice Omnath, bro. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. F.U. Evan is like, oh, swing at you for 21 commandy? Kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That is just the greatest. That is so good. Now, can you use that if they're not attacking you? Just because of the wording on the card? Target unblocked. So if it just doesn't have a blocker assigned to it. So somebody puts like a, not a whisper silk cloak because that makes it have shroud. But if they give it like a, I think like an aqueous form or something that just makes it unblockable. Yeah, that's a thing. Neat. All right, we got Path. That's a Path. Riot Control. Ooh. White 2. You gain one life for each creature your opponents control. So another big life gain card. Like, what are we gaining? 8, 10, 12 life. Because it's all opponents. Then, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn. It's got flavor text from Asperia on it. Oh, look at that. It's a neat little nugget there. I never even knew that. But, yeah, sure, we're going we're gonna to not take damage, we're going to draw cards, and we're going to gain life. Let's talk art again for one second. If you look at this one, it's clearly the trumpeter, who is the herald of the apocalypse, falling into the middle of a bunch of people, and it doesn't kill anything. It's poor art choice. I think that that might be Asperia going, and making all those guys back off. It's probably not, though. How about Serene Offering? <clears throat> That is divine offering, except for enchantment. Destroy target enchantment, gain life equal to its casting cost. Neat. From Tempest, actually, not Mirage. Maybe one was in Tempest, one was in Mirage. I don't know. Who knows? Probably not. How about Sphinx's Revelation? Stinky Revelation. I like that one. Blue, blue, white, X, gain X life, draw X cards. That's an instant, hey? I remember it in, was it standard that it got played? I remember that being like a control card for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's an instant, dude. That's super good. You just leave up a bunch of removal mana and everybody makes all the attacks that you want them to and you're like, oh, screw it. I guess I'll just like draw eight and gain eight anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like it's good. And the last instant is swords. Kill a thing. One mana. It's good. Let's talk sorceries. First up, we have Curse of the Swine. Curse of the Swine. Not consistent with other curses you might be thinking of. More to come. Yes. Blue, blue, X, exile, X, target creatures. For each creature exiled this way, its controller puts a 2-2 green boar creature token onto the battlefield. It acts as a pseudo kind of wrath if you, like, need to get rid of big stuff. But it also gives the, the target's controller another creature that is far less damaging to still attack me with. Mm-hmm. Following turn, you can say, hey, remember when I exiled your Ulamog? Hit me for two. And then I draw a card. <laughs> how about Fumigate? Five mana, destroy all creatures, gain a life for each creature destroyed. Again, how many is that on turn five, six, seven, eight? It's like Probably five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight, ten, yeah. ten or twelve maybe, best case scenario. Sweet. How about Righteous Fury? It has the word righteous in it, A. All right, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, or in the future we talk about that. <laughs> B, it is a six mana, destroy all tapped creatures, gain two life for each creature destroyed. So you you put the attacks where you want and you get your card draw out of what you want to get and you leverage other people getting attacked and then you kill everything anyways and gain life. <laughs> 
So dirtbag. Because Azorius. Yeah, Azorius is so terrible. All right, we're going to do some enchantments. There's six of them, and we're going to start non-alphabetically and talk about Soul Snare first. Snow Snare. Snow Snare. Uh, my dad had a friend that was originally from Mexico, and they called him Snow Snake. I have no idea why. It sounds dirty. But whenever I read Soul Snare, I think Snow Snake. <laughs> <laughs> and now you will too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a white mana enchantment. You pay white and sack it. Exile target creature that's attacking you or a planeswalker you control. Originally from Commander 11. That's a Commander card? Yeah. Are you sure? A commander exclusive. It was only in Commander 11 and Commander 18. Full stop. What? Really? Yeah. 100p. What's the other? Wasn't there a bunch of those where you play the enchantment for one and then you can sack it to blow up a thing? Those were the seals of XYZ from yeah. uh, Nemesis. And then they redid them in Time Spiral Block. What did the white one do? Uh, destroyed an enchantment. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So that, that acts as an onboard trick where you can actually have up like white and be like, put that attack where I want it or it will die. Or if you do swing at me with everything, I will draw my card from it, and then I will kill it. Yeah. There's no effing around, dude. This is serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about serious shit, let's talk about the other five enchantments. They all share a type. Hold on a second. So remember a couple weeks ago, we did that black deck where it was like, I guess I'll just die. Yeah. This is... This is a very creative extension and expression of, I guess I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I love this deck so much. Start with Curse of Inertia. Curse of Inertia. So this is an enchantment aura curse. You enchant a player for blue two. Whenever, the, whenever a player attacks the enchanted player with one or more creatures, that attacking player may tap or untap target permanent. Okay, so I curse myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I curse myself because when you attack me, you get a benefit. Your benefit is to tap or untap something. Maybe you tap or untap my blocker. Maybe you go to tap my land and in response I tap it so I can fog anyways. Maybe I tap your Inspiria and then kill it with a royal assassin. <laughs> You're playing Royal Assassin. I think I win. <laughs> but here's the thing. I incentivize you to attack me, and I get a better benefit when that happens. Mm. Read the next one. Curse of the Forsaken. Enchant myself. Whenever somebody attacks me, that person gains a life. I ask you this. Do you want to gain one life, or do you want me to draw a card? Well, I don't want either of those things to happen. Well, you want to gain a life. Do I? Do I really, Ryan? Do you want me to draw a card? No. Do, oh, maybe my idea is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> not with me. Read the next one. Curse of Verbosity. Whenever the enchanted player is attacked, remember, I curse myself for three mana, draw a card. So when you attack me, I draw a card. But here's the upside. You also get to draw a card. So that might be more incentivizing for me to attack you. But I draw two, remember, because it's Spirit. Why just kill a Spirit first? No, but you won't. <laughs> Read the next one. Curse of Vitality. Three mana. Curse myself. Whenever I get attacked, I gain two life. Whenever you attack me, you gain two life. 
again, shuts off token strategies. Sort of. It's whenever I'm attacked, it triggers. So it only triggers once. I guess that doesn't really shut off token strategies. No, it's very bad against token strategies, actually. It incentivizes people to attack me. It does. Let, let's pause there for a second. We had this conversation off the air, but let's throw it out to CCO Nation. Do you guys know who the dude on Curse of Verbosity and Vitality is? He's also on the the red one that gives you gold tokens, and I'm assuming there's also a black one and a green one that he's on. There are. There's a there's an article. Somebody find the article and send Brando the link on Twitter at CCO Brando. Yeah, like he's a he's a guy. Apparently, he looks like the artist that drew him, but he's a character from somewhere, and I'm super curious who that is, and I'm not gonna look it up myself because yeah, Wizards gave him a name and said this is where he's from or something, and the artist was like, yeah, I just like took pictures of myself and it's me or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, so. very much so. I I like I thought it was cool that this guy just keeps getting effed up because he gets cursed. Everybody wants to beat him up. Yeah, it's like it's the, the worst same luck. dude every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about Curse of Echoes. Last one. So this is the this is a five mana curse. I curse myself. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, each other player may copy that spell and may choose new targets for the copy he or she controls. Now, why would you curse yourself with that? Because I have things that like act as removal. I got the removal. Like path? Yeah. And you can copy that and kill whatever you want. So it kind of acts like a little bit of a, what's the card? Um, Not Eye of the Storm. What's the one that you play with the zero drops? Hive Mind. Hive Mind. It acts as a little pseudo Hive Mind just for me. And I can hand out like, hey, do you want to kill that thing over there? Well, I'll path something else. You get that thing. Yeah, I suppose. It, Kinda, it's it, it's on theme with the curses, and it lets me continue to drive in the political spike of whatever. I suppose and if you path the thing, it's not like you're rocking tons of things to get pathed back. There's probably going to be other things that need to get pathed. And that's it, right? And if I'm the guy with the curse, and I cast a path on, you know, F you Smitty's thing, and he kills your thing, well, it was my path that did it, so maybe you attack me, and then I get all the benefits from getting attacked. Yeah, maybe. That's just another... A, a layer on the political onion. Onions do have layers. Let's do artifacts real quick. We're going to start with my favorite card in all of magic ever. Aetherflux Reservoir. Oh, you baby. piece of dirty fucking shit. Do you remember when we were gaining all that incidental life? And, yeah. And every time I said, you know, we'll gain like six life or three life or eight life. Yeah. Just add one to that because... Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. So if we cast one spell a turn that gains us X life, well, we actually gain X plus one life. Yeah. And then X plus two, then X plus three for each life gain spell we cast later that turn. But here's the kicker. Pay 50 life. Ether Flux Reservoir deals 50 damage to target creature or player. I hate this card. Oh, dude, this is how we're going to win. And we're oh, not no. even being... Dirt sandwiches and playing combo to do it. It's the worst. We are playing a political, controly, curse our f- stupid self, fog bank <laughs> deck. <laughs> Let's go a little bit deeper. Uh, next up, we have Biden to Thassa. Okay. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Uh, sure. Don't care, yeah. really. All five of them that can attack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing it does, blue one tap, creatures your opponent's control attack this turn if able. Ah. ah. So they have to attack me if I'm the only player left. Yeah. Or if they have to attack and I'm 
got that political spike driven into some, the back of somebody's neck and I can control them like a puppet. That's my joystick <laughs> in their spinal cord. They'll just put them where I want them to put them. Yeah. Yeah, or I'll fog if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about Ivory Tower? I like this one. This is an old school one. Hey, I actually used to play this in my Karlov deck. It's a one drop. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life, where X is the number of cards in your hand minus four. So we're drawing lots of cards with Asperia and our curses and stuff. If we got like at the start of turn two, if we drop that on turn one, it's like we gain four, then we gain three, then we gain two, then we we gain life every turn with it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Then we got Greaves and Boots. That's to protect Asperia. And then we have Vencer's Journal. And this one is a five drop, kind of like Ivory Tower. You have no max hand size. At the beginning of your upkeep, gain one life for each card in your hand. Pretty good. So that's going to gain us between three and five life a turn, kind of like Ivory Tower. And then we'll do some rocks real fast. We've got Sol Ring, Commander Sphere, Warren Power Stone, Azorius Signet, Cold Steel Heart, Mind Stone, Felwar Stone, Thought Vessel, and one you wanted to talk about specifically in Azorius Key Rune. This is our first Key Rune. Yeah, it is. Uh, good for us. Uh, uh, no. It's a three drop. It taps for white or blue, but also it goes white, blue, and it becomes a 2-2 bird with flying until end of turn. So you can, like, animate it at instant speed into a flying blocker and it dodges your wrath like our wraths or probably dodges other people's wraths and stuff uh it's not a win condition because we can't pump it at all but uh things like that are handy it's a it's a thing that's handy it acts as like a, a blocker that people are just going to forget about it's like the what's that land that turns into a monkey monkey land jungle shrine mm, treetop oh. village that's the one and fairy conclave and um drudge skeleton land Breeding pit? Yeah, maybe. Whatever, but they're Breeding good. pool. Breeding pool, there we go. But they're yeah. good. They're fine. Yeah. Haas, that wasn't so bad. Uh, apart from Aetherflux Reservoir, that was not a painful deck at all. Uh, should we move on to strengths and weaknesses? Potential cuts? Milk list? Just wait. There's more. What? Did I miss something? There's another tab, Brando. Oh. What? What? Uh. There may or may not be roughly... Approximately, exactly, 15 Planeswalkers in this deck. Oh, my God. Now, God. here's what we're going to do for brevity's sake. Curse uh. of brevity. Uh. I'm going to read the ability on uh. the Planeswalker that's relevant to the deck strategy. Everything else that the Planeswalker does, who cares what it is, is gravy. Superfluous. Yes. Ah. Uh. Let's start with a Johnny's. You don't mind a Johnny. No, hey? I, I like a Johnny. He looks cool. He has like sweet weapon and stuff. Uh, and we have gold mane. What the hell does that weapon even do with the axe on the end of it? Does he swing it around in a in a circle? Yeah. Like he goes like whirlwind style barbarian on Diablo 2 with it. Like yeah. he can't cut anything with that. Well, it's made of rocks. It's meant to like smash things, maybe not cut them. And they're sharp on the bottom, so when you spin it around in a circle, it like the end. It cuts. slices, so he has to be exactly the right distance away from something. And then it's pointing at the end, so you could stick somebody with it. Also, I bet but she's then like you stop spinning because it's stuck into somebody. But he's like ten feet tall. I'm sure he just smashes things like with the side of it. That weapon makes zero sense. They should change it. Physics still applies. I assume it it does because they all walk on their feet. I mean, gravity exists. Well, gravity has to exist, or. We digress. Our, our brains couldn't fathom what we were seeing. <laughs> All right, a Johnny Goldman. Four drop a Johnny, plus him, gain two life. Super important. 
Next up, a Johnny Wise Counselor. Five drop, a Johnny, five loyalty, plus him. Gain one life for each creature you control. We don't have very many creatures, but we are playing some planeswalkers that give us a bunch of tokens. He's from M19? Yeah. Was M19 last year? It's like the most recent M set. Oh, I always figured that they were the year of the year that they came out. They're the year that they're going to exist. They're the year of the year that they're going to exist in standard. So M19 exists in standard in this year. Okay. I need. It's like vehicles coming out in the fall of 2018 are the 2019 models. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, neat. Okay, next up we have Dovin Bond. Sure. Four drop Dovin. Three loyalty, you plus them to make a creature minus three, minus zero. That's the one that we want to attack us. (laughs) (laughs) And you minus them to gain two life, important, and draw a card. Important. Yes. Elspeth Knight Errant. Now, you don't mind Elspeth's, right? She's okay. Yeah, she's kind of sexy. She's got like some good cards. She's dead now. She she don't have to deal with her. I like that. (laughs) Yes. I I like when characters that show up all the time die because you get tired of them. Maybe... Let's come back to that in a minute. Ford, why, why do we want to go back to that? You know what? This is a little surprise. Yeah, do not scroll down. Okay. Elspeth, one, let's call her. Four drop Elspeth for four. Loyalty. Plus her, you get a dude of one, one. Sweet. She makes a token. And remember, every time somebody attacks one of your planeswalkers, that's the functional equivalent of you not, like, you're, you're not taking that combat damage. So that's kind of like gaining life. She's going to suck up some damage, she's going to go to five, and you're going to get a blocker. Sweet. And hypothetically, her emblem would be very good in this deck. Yeah, minus eight. Artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and lands you control have indestructible. It's just cool. It's good deck. Yeah, we want Asperia to have indestructible. Yes, we do. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Elspeth's son's champion. This is Elspeth three? Sure. Sure. Six mana, four loyalty, plus her. Put three soldiers into play. Good blockers. Plus her to put three soldiers into play. Minus her. Kill all creatures with power four or greater. Jesus. Uh, yeah, if Asperia does die, we'll just nuke the board. Yeah. Then we'll go token strategy. Dig it. Cool. Right, how about Elspeth Terrell? Elspeth Turell. <laughs> uh-huh, I just made that up. Good one. F- five mana, four loyalty, Elspeth, plus her. Gain one life for each creature you control. That's like the new Ajani. Yeah. Minus her, put three dudes into play. Minus fiver, destroy all other permanents except for lands and tokens. This is how we go token strategy if Asperia dies. Why did Elspeth get no bad cards? Did she get any bad cards? Well, because she died. Well, yeah, but there's three or four of them before they before she died. And none of them are bad. Even guys like Jace got bad cards. Let's scroll down. What the hell is this, That Ryan? was the best. I seen the most... The very most subtlest of slump. Brando was like sitting in his chair and then his shoulders just dropped a fraction of an inch and I could just tell his eyes squinted a bit. There was just that subtle, subtle slump and it made my whole weekend worth it. Ah, let's talk about Gideons. How many Gideons? Five of them? (laughs) Five of them. What do all the Gideons do? Turn into a creature that doesn't take damage. Excellent. So we've got a four mana, a four mana, a five mana, a five mana, and a three mana. And we make them creatures that don't die. And when we get blocked, or when we get attacked, we draw cards and we just block with Gideon. Every turn. Life sucks. That's what Gideon does. 
I got the look. I didn't get the slump. I got the full look. Are you, are you shitting me right now, Ryan? How many are there? Are you, are you four Jaces? <laughs> I didn't even play the best one. <laughs> four Jaces. He plays. <laughs> oh my God. There's All like right. six Jaces, dude. I'm only playing four. I'm only playing four. Jace archetype. Archi- I can't even read. I'm so <laughs> upset with you right now. I'm so. Jace, architect of thought. You plus him to make a creature minus one, minus zero, and then you want that creature to attack, or you minus him and you do like a three card factor fiction. That's a draw card. Let's just call it that. What Jace Bellerin? Uh, this Jace is good. Plus him, everybody draws a card. That's a political move. Minus him, just us draw a card. Cool. How it Jace the cunning castaway because they had to make him a pirate so that people would stop being so pissed off that he kept showing up. But then they like took all his clothes off. You minus him, you get a blocker that if it gets targeted, it dies. But essentially, he's the cheapest, like he's a three mana dude. You minus him, he gets one loyalty. Somebody's going to want to kill him, so that eats up a, an attacker. We draw a card, and then we still have a blocker left over. And nobody's going to target that blocker with anything unless it's like a creature ability that you have nothing else to do with. Yeah, like you tap it to deal one damage and it kills their 2-2. Two-two. And even then, why not do one damage to something that matters? matters. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's a pretty good blocker. And I guess it's other thing too, it loots when things attack you, right? Or is that for creatures you control? I can't read, the printing's too small. It's pluses whenever, his plus, <laughs> whatever. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player... Uh, draw a card, then discard a card. That's his plus ability. So if we do go down the token strategy route, we can plus and then we can loot a whole ton. That's okay. Because we'll have six or seven tokens from all of our Elspeths and stuff. And lastly, we have the most anime-looking Jace, even more than actual anime Jace in Jace Memory Adept. Plus him, draw a card. Uh, then target player puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Cool. Zero him. Target player puts the top 10 cards of their library into their graveyard. This one is going to suck up attacks because everybody's like, oh, don't mill me, don't mill me. This actually goes good with our Honor the Fallen. So we just mill for 10 like we're trying to mill. Who cares? And then we uh, remove all the creatures to gain life. And then we ether flux them to death. And they were scared of mill. <laughs> That's a deck. That last part really kind of threw it for a loop, didn't it? A shitty loop. Uh, yeah, no. Like a butthole. It's a shitty loop. That is a shitty loop. Let's look at some lands. There's a couple in there that matter. There is a Blighted Step. It, uh, four mana. You can sack it to gain two life for each creature that we control, so that's a little bit of life gain. There is a Core Haven, a Mystifying Maze, and a Maze of Ith. Those all turn back an attacker. Um... So we can still draw a card even though we don't. Oh, and Prov, Spires of Order for seven mana. <laughs> well, six plus tapping the land. Yeah, six plus tapping itself. Um, so there's four ways that on our land we can still draw a card but not take any damage. And then there's two lands that gain us life. Neat. There's and lots of land that comes into play tapped. Lots of it. Uh, it's a little bit slower deck. Okay. Lots of it. We've got mana rocks in the low drop spots that we use our basics for. If we don't have a ton of basics, we just, like, go nuts to the wind till turn three or four. Sure. Yeah, that works, because um, we've got a pretty strong late game with all the Planeswalkers. Very true. What do you think? What do I think? What do you think I think? I think that you think that it stinks. Like a Like a dirty hole. butthole, yeah. <laughs> we just talked about, like, a shit donut. A donut made of shit with a sprinkle on it. Just one sprinkle. I was just going to say. 
Well, let's move to strengths and weaknesses. Let's do that. I think we covered sort of what the deck wants to do at length. I already talked about, uh, I call it Planeswalker life gain. It's Planeswalkers soaking up attack damage, right? Right. Um, Planeswalkers are also going to give you that reoccurring incremental value. And in a lot of cases, we're going to call that card advantage in the form of token blockers and actual card draw. They just give you stuff for free. That's why Planeswalkers are so good. Like once you've paid for them, you get a benefit from having them right away because you activate them the first time. And then each turn that you've activated them, they're just paying dividends for you. I think that you're one of the only content creators that I listen to that thinks that Planeswalkers are that good. What do you mean? I don't think that, and, and, and lots of stuff that I hear and read and see in Commander says that Planeswalkers aren't that good. I look at them in a bubble. Like, okay. I look yep. at cards in a bubble, and in my head, I'm just playing my deck and nobody's screwing with me. And if you play it like that, Planeswalkers are incredible because they give you something for free every turn. Elspeth gives you three guys for free every turn, unless she gets killed. And that's pretty good. That's powerful, but it doesn't have a whole bunch of context because they don't exist in bubbles, right? Elspeth yeah. hits the table. You spent six to get... You spent six mana and a card in your hand to give you three one ones. That's functionally terrible. That's not very good. But next turn, if they don't kill her, you get six one ones. Yeah. And then if they don't, then you get nine one ones. Now we're into actual gravy. To, then you get twelve. That's, Holy yeah, shit! That's good. Now you've played anointed procession. Then you get eighteen. And and remember oh. the other thing too. And I'm I'm only playing devil's advocate because while I agree, twelve dudes for six mana is great. You have to think like. If if somebody that Elspeth player drops a crater hoof, their guys don't get plus thirteen plus thirteen because we're attacking them and those tokens are blocking and that's the planeswalker life gain I'm talking about. You can put your planeswalker or your dudes that, that planeswalker created in front of attackers and the only thing that Elspeth has done has gained you some life and she doesn't she hasn't even really gained you that life if you still comet storm for 40 or ether flux you're still going to kill that player so they didn't actually gain life that elspeth just soaked up attackers so she didn't do anything she just blocked i guess she's like a right? shitty blocker um i guess i guess the take home story is is be careful how you evaluate your planeswalkers because again that dovin bond making some creature get minus 3 minus 0 that's actually not good. No, it doesn't, it's not it doesn't good, do no. anything. And nope. it's his minus ability that draws you a card. And if you minus and don't eliminate a potential threat to Dovin, he's just going to die. So I drew a card for four mana. That's bad. Yeah. Right? The the uh, Where the Planeswalkers are good, and I think you and I personally have experience with them in like super friend decks or decks that pack six or eight or like this one, 15, 15. right? Planeswalkers get really good when it's hard to assess the situation so you know which one is the one to kill. And when there's one of them, it's like, well, whatever. But when there's six of them... That's when it gets tricky. I think as as Magic players, that's the dis that's the, the differentiation we have to make. Because I can just kill an Elspeth. You play red, aggro, damage to Planeswalkers all over the place. So if there's one Planeswalker, you are just going to kill it. Absolutely, I am. And I think... You and maybe a little bit me, our opinion of Planeswalkers is a little bit skewed because... Um, the only deck in our playgroup that plays them is plays a Super like, Friends deck. It plays like 21 of them. Yeah. And that makes it a little bit tough. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying that they're broken. I'm not saying they're the most powerful cards out there. I just think that they are cards to be watched and cards to be appreciated. Because like you say, Ooh. I spent four mana to draw one card. That sucks. But let's say you're going to get to activate them a couple of times. Nobody is going to go out of their way to kill a Dovin Bon. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not very good. So you're probably going to save yourself six damage. You're going to draw two, three cards, gain four, six life, you know? Like, uh, virtual and, life, right? Yeah, and Not even real life. And at some point, that four mana that you've invested is going to pay off. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an incremental S Some thing. We didn't talk about it, but somebody doesn't want Dovin to ultimate because of XYZ reason, and they hit Dovin with their Terastodon instead of your face. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, maybe that's best case scenario type thinking. And in your head, you're thinking, oh my God, am I ever glad that you're so afraid of Do Dovin, man. Yeah. Woo. If that's Dovin's my only planeswalker and I'm at 52, and you can hit me with a 3 3 to put me at 49, and I have an Ether Flux Reservoir in my hand, please hit Dovin. Please hit Dovin for Christ's sake. Swing at Dovin. Yes. Ether Flux, kill you. Right? Yeah. That's where the Planeswalkers in this deck have their value. It's not a Super Friends deck. They just give you that value with their incremental life gain or virtual life gain, as we call it. Yeah. Next strength, political, controlling, on board. I can threaten you with words and make it so my magic game goes better. That's very Azorius. It's very yeah. on theme for the guild. Yeah, I think that that mm. is Last week correct. we had the hell with everybody, screw everything, let's just do the chaos thing with Rakdos, and we're doing the exact opposite of that to this week in Azorius, and that's how it is. You know what? Um, the arc, to me, already feels very Ravnikian for that reason. Good word. Yeah, I, mm. uh, I think that Rakdos felt very Rakdos last week. Rack week? I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and and this week is Azorius. It feels very Azorius. And that on in total feels very Revnikian. Yeah. Okay. That's a strength. That is a strength. Last strength. Ooh. My favorite one. No combo instant win. Neat. In your favorite card, Aether Flux Reservoir. Yeah. <laughs> Weakness. Slow. Yes. Uh, not a lot of action in the early game unless you just go Mana Rock Dude Planeswalker, right? Like, yeah. And still, you're not really doing anything. Yeah. You're making a 1-1 one -one with Elspeth? Ooh. Giving your, giving your uh, death rate shaman minus three, minus zero? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, weakness. Needs some expensive planeswalkers to really become that tuned planeswalker control deck, right? It could cost some big money, yeah. Big Jace, Ugin, Karns, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the black or the, the white, blue, Tefri, whatever. It's like 60 bucks. Yeah, and the, te and the Tefri's enchantment that lets you activate your... Planeswalkers more often. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ball's that. We're not spending money. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new year, new us. Uh, people start to see through the strategy, and it loses some of its effectiveness. Yeah. When people know what this deck is doing, eventually it's going to run into what we call on the show the control problem, where... <laughs> yeah, that's like the Egger problem, except the opposite. Yeah, like when you're going to draw a whole bunch of cards, sure, but are your cards going to be enough to stop everybody from beating you to death that's like the 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 super friends problem as well right like we know you land that first planeswalker we're just gonna have to like stomp this guy's dink into the ground for a little bit until he can't play like two planeswalkers a turn and then we're good yeah right but it's a thing so you got to watch out like yeah you can stop the say the omnath alpha strike but then you got to stop the Omnath Voltron strike. Mm -hmm. Then you got to stop just increment just whoever's playing Edgar Markov. You got to stop that too. 
and everybody's rebuilding and just pounding on you. And yeah, you're drawing cards, but eventually you're going to have a dead draw or you're not going to get what you yeah, need. Yeah, I think that's what you... There, there's no one thing in the deck that if you draw it, you cast it and it's like, oh, draw seven or eight. There's nothing in the deck that does that because I packed it full of Planeswalkers and the Planeswalkers, like we said, have that other benefit. Yeah. So there's nothing that... Like a like a wheel of fortune or like a, whatever wheel effect that you're going to draw seven. There's nothing like that in here. So definitely a control deck will fall victim to running out of cards if it has some dead draws. I think that the the summation of all of that is the deck is very good the first few times, but then you got to start tweaking it and playing with it to either make it stronger or make it do something different. Because once people have seen through it, then your curses really aren't going to tempt people. Like, yeah, we haven't even played a game with this deck yet, and I'm already like, I'm not attacking you, so you can draw a card because I gain one life. Are yeah. you insane? And knowing that it's got a reservoir in it, uh, you know to keep me below fifty, and you know that if I'm four plus mana open after I went above fifty, you know that I immediately need to go below fifty, like in response to my next spell. Yes, right. So that's how I would try and beat it. Should we talk about my least favorite part? The budget? Your least favorite part is Jason Gideon. That too, yeah. Well, that kind of does tie in. No, a little bit it does, but I didn't play any of the super expensive Planeswalkers. No Jace the Mind Sculptor, no Karns, no Ugans, no Teferis, no nothing. Correct. So the deck, grand total with all those Planeswalkers, 222 bucks only. That's not too bad. Not terrible. And And lots of the rest of it is binder stuff or... Your friend's binder stuff, you'll find it. Yeah, so get this. I did have a Tefri's Protection in here originally because it acts as a don't lose the game. Yeah. Or like a fog if this worst case scenario, it's a fog after we draw cards. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So uh, 32 bucks, so balls that, cut it. You could take any random two Planeswalkers that like maybe three, shave 30 bucks off the deck. Play, you know, those card draw spells that we just talked about, like wheel type effects where you draw seven. Yeah. Core Haven, it's like a Maze of Ith style land, eight bucks. Balls that. Total cuts, 38 bucks right there. New total, 185 bucks, 184 bucks. That's like a binder builder right there. Yeah, and lots of that's land. And again, investing in land is a good investment if you plan on building decks and playing magic in the long term. Very much so. And to that effect, Hallowed Fountain, the uh, Shockland, the white-blue Shockland, being reprinted in Ravnica Allegiance. So that's going to go down even more. Yeah. So in a, in a month from now, this deck will be even cheaper. I'll need... I actually need some of those. Oh, yeah? I have a set of Shocklands, but I only have one Hallowed Fountain. I only have one Breeding Pool. It's it's weird. I don't know why I missed those two. Azorius one I understand, because why would I have those? <laughs> but the Breeding Pool, I was I was quite surprised. I was looking for one the other day. I was like, where did... Where are my breathing pools and it's I actually need a breathing pool too I have one well they're coming out we'll talk about it in our Ravnica set review later on this month yeah so I guess the the moral of the story is um, we can build a deck for fairly cheap Um, the other thing is I have a uh, uh, evacuation in here could be a cyclonic rift but it's like 20-some bucks, too. So, and I thought, well, Evacuation just gets everything for less mana. And it's not going to really hurt you that bad because you're not playing a ton of creatures. Yeah. So why not? So why not spend 50 cents instead of 25? And two less mana. Yes. Evacuation may be a less strong card, but it comes online two turns faster. And sometimes you just need to bounce everything two turns sooner. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. 
Milk list? How about instead we do card of the week? Sure. What do you got this week? This week, we're going with Curse of Verbosity. Oh, Curse with your... This guy kind of looks like F.U. Ben. He kind of does. I always have always thought that. Huh. Yeah. Kind of the same hair, kind of the same beard, kind of the same stupid face. (laughs) Yeah, but it's true. It It is true. Uh, Curse of Verbosity is an enchantment for blue two. You enchant any player, including yourself, in the strategy of this particular deck. And whenever enchanted player is attacked, you draw a card, and each opponent attacking that player also draws a card. Yeah, so enchant ourselves, attack me, I draw two cards. Or uh, you have lots of stuff that I want to get rid of but can't, so I just want you dead. I curse you, everybody attacks you until your dink stomped it flat. Because yeah, drawing cards is very, very powerful. One of the things about the, the Spy Master of Trest, one of the things that makes him so good is he encourages people to attack, not you. So, Curse of Verbosity. While you want people to attack you, sometimes you just need that swarm goblin player dead. You need yep. that guy who can rebuild faster than you can tear him down. You just need him dead. So encourage people to, to kill him. Yeah, and as soon as, as soon as he is dink stomped, we just take our like divine offering or whatever it's called, destroy target enchantment, and we gain three life. So it gives us like an extra use for that card. Yeah, and 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 this card's like fifty American cents or ninety six Canadian dollars. Very cheap. Yep. Despite the exchange rate. Very affordable. Yep. Very much so. I think you can get them TCG player for even cheaper, like twenty five cents. Commander 17 only, though, right? So no foils for you foil people. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But if you know somebody who alters cards, I don't know anybody like that. But if you do... I do! Get a hold of them, and uh, maybe they could help you out. As in, I know somebody who does it. Yeah, Ryan does them. Check him out on Twitter, CCO Podcast. Ooh, good plug. You, you sounded like an actual radio guy, how you said that real fast and monotone. <laughs> Okay, milk list. Let's do it. Everybody loves the milk list. As per edhrec.com, these are the most popular cards at each converted mana cost from zero to whatever. Today, Azorius. Or as the kids say, fuck. I'll take it. At the zero drop slot, number one card. Shows you how big of a D-bag that these people are. Mana Crypt. No. Nah, just kidding. I like Mana Crypt. We should all play it more often. (laughs) I also hate money. (laughs) <laughs> okay at the one drop slot we exclude soul ring because it's number one always and we're playing it second sword to plowshares at the one drop we are playing that one third path to exile at the one drop and we're playing that one jeez well are, are we going to count that as one yeah this counts as one okay we'll count, count it at one yeah okay so one milk list match at the two drop slot azorius signet yep Render Silent at three. No. No. Supreme Verdict at four. No. Gilded Lotus at five. No. Sun Titan at six. No. Approach of the Second Sun at seven. Wins of the game. But I, no, we're not playing. If you, it might be a it good actually one might here. go good in this I deck, think it yeah. goes in the stock list on EDHRec.com. Sure. I didn't play it. We don't need that to win. We use either Flux Reservoir. <laughs> dig Through Time at eight. Nope. I should put Dig Through Time at two. That's where that should go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nine, Iona, Shield of Ameria. Nope. Omniscience. Nope. Temporal Trespass. Nope. I actually need that card. Do you have one? I don't. Oh. Uh, Enter the Infinite. Nope. Emrakul, The Promised End at 14. Nope. Two Milklist matches. Damn. That's pretty good. Way to go, man. Yeah. So let's see what the Spice Calculator has to say about this deck, because so far, it's looking pretty spicy. Yeah. 
EDHdirect.com, 236 lists for Asperia only. I, that, that sounds like actually a higher number given how far down the list she is. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that there would be far more because it says draw a card on your commander. If she was like a 3-3 three, three flyer for 4, 5 even, like she costs 6. And she's 15th. On uh, Azorius Commanders, like she's that's, way down that's there. That's low, yeah. Because we do what was what was our last week? She was like twelfth, and she only had a hundred lists in, yeah. in Rakdos. It really yeah. tells you the variety of things that Commanders of a color tend to do. Yeah, everybody likes Azorius because they think that they're smarter than we are, right? No, I play blue and I'm better than you, and I play white because I want good removal. <laughs> Flipping people. Okay, average CMC three point zero eight. That's actually pretty low. Yeah. Despite having 15 planeswalkers. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Critical turn. If you can go like ivory tower, mana rock, kill a thing, gain life, ether flux reservoir on four, <laughs> you could kill somebody. Yeah. Because that ivory tower is going to gain you, gain you, gain you. You're going to gain life from one other spell. Ether flux reservoir kills somebody. That kills one person and it puts you at like one. Yeah. At the end of the day, it probably kills you too. If you were playing this deck and you were playing against Jesse and it was the last game of the night. Goddamn right I would. Okay. You goddamn right I would. Critical turn of f- four. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd put it at five. For the same reason, though, because we can just gain life, gain life, gain life. And if on three, four, and five we get a Planeswalker, nobody's going to be able to kill them with their attackers on turns three, four, and five. Yeah, it's going to be tricky if they try, yeah. But probably not, I should say. You're going to have to do a lot of work to do that. Optimal game size. The game does get better for us being the control deck with the mass life gain cards in the big games. I'm thinking of um, Blighted Step and um, Congregation and stuff. The more creatures you can get out of graveyards, the more creatures that are going to be in play, the more life you're going to gain. But the more times you have to gain life to Aetherflux Reservoir people out. Ooh, yeah. I didn't think of that. But... This, this the political stuff comes into play. Eventually, people are going to get sick of you drawing cards and fogging them, so they're just going to start swinging at each other. Yeah, which is also not bad for us. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Okay, well, I put five. Zero tutors in the deck. Uniqueness rating, that is cards different than the stock list on EDHREC.com. 42. That's lots. Yeah, that's lots. Punch it all into the spice calculator. 61. Yeah. Yeah, 61 spices. I think that's two weeks in a row. The first two decks of 2019, both over 60. Hell yeah, baby. This is the year of the 60. We'll we'll keep that going at least with this arc, I hope. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I I know I already asked you what you think, but as the the whole arc, as our Ravnica Legion set review approaches, and we're doing our last two arcs that are going to be released this month, how do you feel? Well, about all of that stuff, I feel great because I am a positive person, Ryan. About this deck, I don't like it. And I don't like—I don't not like it because it's a bad deck. This is actually a pretty cool deck. It's lots of fun. I think that sitting down with this, shuffling it up, actually playing it would be really cool. But I hate it because it's everything that I hate about <laughs> Control Magic. It's the reason why I don't own Hallowed Fountains because Azorius is terrible. I hate that crap. I hate this, don't attack me, or blah, 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 blah. It's basically stacks without playing stacks. Just play a winter orb, you douche. It's, it's, knacks. No stacks. Just, just do it. Just, you know you want to. But I don't need to. But you, you want to. And that's the problem. You think you're better because you're not doing it, <laughs> but you're doing it. <laughs> I'm Azorius. I am the Azorius. I play Elspeth instead of Winter Orb because I'm better than Winter Orb because Elspeth makes it so I just don't get attacked just like Winter Orb. 
Right? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Jesus. That is the greatest. So that's what I think of this deck. Okay, good. D- well, I guess if you're, in, if you're into what it does, you're going to dig it. So just check it out. I dig it because it's different than Azorius, but it still does the same thing. I'm cursing my damn self. Yeah, that's a thing. And I'm doing it with a shitty commander. I'm cursing you too, but with my words and not with cards. Yes, and maybe with your fists yeah, maybe. in my head. <laughs> Very CCO, the whole lot of it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, other than that, remember to check us out on Podomatic slash Commander Cookout. Uh, you know what? If you go to Podomatic and just go to their top 10... You'll see You'll us. find us. Yeah, and remember to interact with us on there. You'll get entered into our draw for the cat deck for this month. Same thing goes. If you're liking all of our new stuff on our fledgling YouTube page, we really do appreciate the support. You're really helping us out a whole lot, and um, you'll be entered in there as well. In any case, thanks for doing that. If you build this deck, a big F you for being that guy, but we're going to be back next week with another episode in the arc of OG Ravnica on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.